Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of the Hub World Podcast. Today, we will be talking about everything to do with the modern era of live-action DC TV series, whether they're on the CW or HBO Max or whatever. We're going to be talking about the majority of the live-action DC shows that have released since, er, starting with Arrow. We're considering Arrow and everything after it to be the modern era of DC television. So uh, I'm Mate- I am Mateo from the Hub World, and today I'm joined by... It's Gino. And I'm Jules. So I think we should kick it off with an icebreaker, and it'll actually be a really good segue into the general discussion. There's not going to be a real format for this. We're just going to see where the discussion goes, but we're, we d- I definitely have a few key points that I wanted to organically get to in the conversation. So uh, icebreaker today is going to be, what is your favorite and what is your least favorite modern DC live action show? Would anyone like to start? I can start. I have a very interesting answer here. So my favorite and my least favorite modern TV show, DC TV show, is Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> that show put me through so much, and I still don't know how I feel about it. I really liked Arrow when it started out. I became a very big fan of Green Arrow. And I feel like to the very end, despite how bad it got, I stuck with it because I genuinely to the end like liked the characters enough and liked the show enough that I really wanted to see it through. But like really it never really got better after it after its downfall. Like I really liked the final season for what it was, but like in terms of how the show probably should have gone, especially because it was a green arrow story, like ending with a crisis on infinite Earths season wasn't really arrow like. It was more like it's like it's kind of like how Iron Man's story ends in um Avengers Endgame, right? I think I was okay with Oliver Queen's story ending in Crisis, but I feel like it would have been nice for him to have a season that was more personal and less like less supernatural and like cosmic. And I definitely even though I liked that season a lot, again for what it was, but at the same time I felt like it kind of defeated the purpose of the whole show because he kind of just resurrected everybody just to have everybody there. And it's kind of like, mm, okay. So nothing that happened in the show really mattered in the end of the day. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of ups and downs with Arrow. There's a lot to unpack with what you said, but we'll we'll get to it. G- uh, Gino, would you like to go next? Or uh, would you want me to go? Yeah, I can I can, I can, can take a crack at it. One thing that I always found with, with the CW, it's kind of like a mixed bag. Like you get... You get a lot of really good stuff, but there's also a lot of, like, really low lows. So I'm actually going to pick my favorite show outside of CW. And my favorite DC live-action show is Krypton. I really thought the acting was... It was really well done. It was far enough away from, like, the traditional comic books and everything where they were playing with the same world, but they weren't playing with the same cast of characters. like. Like, it's Superman's grandpa and his daily life as a regular Kryptonian. Because we always think, like, whenever you think of Kryptonians, okay, they're flying around in the sky, have ice breath, heat vision, super strength, fly around. Like, you think of Clark Kent when you think of Krypton. You don't think of just, like, Segal, who is his grandfather, kind of, like, being the 
Aladdin of their world, I guess. He's just like a lovable riffraff. <laughs> that yeah, it's 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 just nice to see like these beings that were so used to being portrayed as like, okay, these are gods essentially, as just regular folk that have regular struggles like the rest of us. And mm-hmm. just to see uh, Adam Strange in thrown in the mix is like with like the, the whole Zeta tube, Zeta uh, like the Zeta beam time travel shenanigans and like the villains and the things that they set up for later on is like just like that show's phenomenal if you uh, phenomenal if you haven't watched krypton definitely give it a watch i 10 out of 10 would would say do it it is great and it's only like two seasons and it's very like it's very digestible it's like you don't really need to be like a superhero fan to like understand that this is it's just a show on an alien planet that uses that happens to use superhero characters like a lot of the the nods and things don't really happen to like i i want to say season two that's where like lots of a, a lot of the nods and like being a fan kind of pays off because you know oh this is this character oh that's that character oh what are they gonna do with this i know the significance of that like all those types of things it's bullshit though that that show got canceled oh yeah that is like it, it was it's it was completely a crime. like business related and and like for the reason why that show got canceled like it was all network politics and stuff like that but like Krypton is is such a fantastic show, and the cliffhanger that they left off of season two, they were setting up to something really, really special, and we'll never like, well, hopefully one day we'll get to see it. But like, you never it, know, you never, yeah, you never well, know, right? With the, with the rise of like streaming services and all that kind of stuff, you never know; it could get picked up by something. Yeah, Fingers well, there were crossed. rumors that it was going to, but it never, it never did. As long as CW doesn't touch it, then it's going to turn into like a teen drama. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I, I gotta say, like for my least favorite, there's so many good, good choices. I, you know, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say Legends of Tomorrow. That show is trash. The as memeable as it is, like as much as I love the Bebo meme, it's just like it's, Bebo. Why? Why does this exist? Like, I get that they needed to keep on a lot of their star talent. But their start when their star t- talent doesn't do anything. Not to mention, I don't know if you know the controversies that have been happening with Legend of Tomorrow in recent seasons. I stopped watching after season one, so I don't. Okay, well, just to let you know, like starting with like what you just said, like they want to keep their star power on. Now the opposite is happening because now what's happening is that even the the longtime actors who wanted to stay on the show are being written out of the show because the show can't afford to keep them on so like brandon routh and his wife were written off a couple seasons ago and they basically said we didn't want to leave and they hinted at the fact that like they were written off because they don't want to keep paying them and they'd rather have like newbie actors and then dominic purcell the same thing is happening to him and he flat out said on his instagram i love this cast i love the people like that work here and like good luck to the newbies because the higher ups are pieces of shit like something along those lines dang because like they're not happy because it's like they're taking the long-standing people and they're just tossing them because they're just like yeah we want to keep this show running but we don't want to have to pay actors and so the only character that's been in the show since the beginning now will be sarah who's not even a dc character yeah like yep. they, they... we'll get into that yeah oh my I, God. i'll just I'll, I'll honestly i'll just leave it at that because legends of tomorrow like if that's just the flavor for today if you asked me this yesterday batwoman 
Or if you ask me another day, Supergirl. Like I don't I do not give enough of a shit about a lot of the CW shows. Well that's the thing. I'll start with my worst and I'll just carry off of that point, Gino, is that the thing is, like as a DC fan, they make me not want to give a crap about a lot of these shows because of the amount of original characters and the amount of like drastic character changes they do make for pre-existing characters in terms just of quality of the show quality of the writing and and what have you i think my least favorite show and it's the only one that i haven't watched a full season of because it's just so bad is batwoman i just think the writing in that show is awful what they did to hush was completely unforgivable in that show the whole thing with ruby rose what went down and her just walking away the executives or whoever making the decisions on that show should hire an actor or an actress that's committed to the role that won't leave and yeah okay i think she got injured on set but like you have to run a professional set that type of stuff shouldn't happen now they've been scrambling ever since she quit they hired a new actress that actually was on krypton who played Superman's grandmother. She uh, was the new Kate Kane. But now she's getting written out. So, like, why even bother bringing her back? Like, I think I had, like, five or six episodes left in season one. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I just, I, I think that show just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle the, the nonsense that that is Batwoman. But, yeah, now having to hire a new lead in season two and just whatever, like, it just totally breaks the immersion of the show. If there was any, I don't really want to get into it more than that. Like, just Batwoman is just bad. Don't watch it. Its ratings are like historically low for DCCW show, so it's a miracle that show is still even being on air. But as for my best, my most favorite live action DC show in the modern era, there's a few, but I gotta go with my gut, which is the the newest show that they have out right now, and. The first season isn't finished yet as of our recording, but Superman and Lois, I don't even need to see the last two episodes of the season to say that it's probably my favorite show. Yeah, the sample size isn't big, but like it's a movie quality production that... Did you say... Because I I watched the pilot and it was very enticing to me, but I didn't continue with it. Would you say that that Superman and Lois season one is on par or better than like Flash season one or like Arrow season two? It is the best season of at least DCCW content since the Flash season one and Arrow season two. It's the best since then. So that's basically what like... I mean, there's not much... Seven years... It's phenomenal. It's it's in that same tier as Arrow season two and Flash season one for me, and like like I said, it's I feel like I'm watching a movie when I'm watching that show. The CG isn't awful like it is in Legends of Tomorrow or in Flash or whatever. And honestly, I was really down on Tyler Hecklin's performance as Superman in Supergirl, but he's convinced me he is a phenomenal Superman. I love Henry Cavill as Superman, but. Tyler Hecklin is making it that decision really difficult for me to say who's my favorite Superman now. He totally gets the character. You see a different side of the character that you normally don't see in the, the comics. You see that I just love the balance of like personal life with Superman life. And it's just done so well. The best part about it is that it's not 21 or 23 episodes, whatever it is. There's no filler BS in it. It's every episode's meaningful. Every scene is meaningful. You just get that. It feels like a complete story, and it's just not padded with filler. And it's just, 
as a fan, like I would prefer that type of storytelling method opposed to having 21 episodes of Arrow and like only 10 of them are really pushing the plot forward. So for me, Superman and Lois, like I said, I don't even need to see the last two episodes. That show is fantastic. I highly recommend it if you can watch it. It's so good. I'm not going to change my mind on this. It is my favorite. I've, I'm putting my foot down. But honorable mention to Doom Patrol. It's not on the CW. It's on um, it's on Craven Canada, HBO Max in the States. Doom Patrol is another fantastic show. The second season got cut short because of the pandemic. But I think they're going to follow up and finish the last bit of the season maybe. When then season three comes out, I don't know, but Doom Patrol's fantastic. Uh, shout out to that. Now, I think we should move the conversation into some things we really like about the direction of DC TV and st- things we don't like. Well, I'll talk about what I don't like. Like, in general, I'm starting to, like, I liked the CW shows at one point, and I think I stuck with Arrow so long because it was the first one. I watched it from when it started, and I just really liked it, even when it was low. It was something to watch. Um, I like the tone. I like the actors. I don't know why it's not the same, but like The Flash, I just can't take it seriously anymore. And a lot of it has to do with these episodes, like them like having way too many episodes. Like it's it just they don't need that many episodes to tell a story. And this is why they got like because I watched every season of The Flash till season seven. I watched the premiere for about 15... Like, I've been following. I know what happens, and I think the plot lines this season are ridiculous. But um, I watched the premiere for about 10 minutes, and then I shut it off because I was like, nah. And then I watched the first half of the series finale, like the first episode of it, and I didn't watch the second half, like the actual season finale, because I read what happened, and I was like, eh. But here's the thing, and this is why I think it's not going to ever change is that I read the interviews with the showrunner and him talking about the challenges of this season. And, like, one of the big ones was COVID. Okay, they couldn't have certain actors, like, together sometimes. Like, they couldn't have, like, hundreds of godspeeds on screen and they couldn't really do it. Like, fine. I get it. But one of the things that they said was, like, oh, well, this season really got messed up by COVID because not only did we go down from 22 episodes this season to 18 but the first three episodes had to be devoted to finishing last season's arc so we didn't have a lot of time to tell the two stories we wanted to tell so as a result the godspeed story got like really condensed and when i read that i was like i've been i haven't watched it but i've been following enough of this season to know that they had filler episodes if you were given 18 episodes and only really 15 for the season because three of them were like tying up season six, why did you have any filler episodes? Why? Exactly. Like clearly you're not, that challenge wasn't the fact that you had less episodes. The challenge is that you have no idea what to do with your episodes. And this is proof because even when you had less of an episode count, you actually could have told two very condensed concrete stories in seven or eight episodes, but you still chose to have filler. And that's what I don't like. Like it, the, 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 especially the Arrowverse and there's, they have that double standard because there's shows like Superman and Lois and Black Lightning that are both fantastic shows that don't have the long episode counts that the tentpole shows like Arrow and Flash have. Yeah. Like, Black Lightning, I think, only has 10 or 12 episodes a season, and Black Lightning had three seasons. They told the story. 
they wanted to tell, and then they're ending the show. It's done. Arrow and and Flash, there's so much filler, and like the lack of a vision that Arrow had, especially after season two. Like, look at Arrow season four. We're gonna kill a character just for the sake of killing a character. And we don't even know who it's going to be yet. We're not going to decide who it is until we shoot the friggin' episode or whatever it was. And then they cut and then they kill off their female lead that was like hired by the network. And then they pissed off yeah. the network by doing that because they, they have no idea what they're doing. hard fans that got that show to where it was that were there day one to watch it, like me. I watched every single trailer. I've watched I read every piece of news that came out about Arrow before season one even came out because Green Arrow was one of my favorite characters in the comics and and in the in like the Justice League animated series. He was my one of my favorite characters and I was so happy he was getting his own show. And I followed the news of that show religiously and I was so excited for the dynamic that Green Arrow and Black Canary were going to have and it wasn't going to be there immediately. You were going to see it grow and develop and then. They friggin' killed the Laurel Lance in season four. My like, I, I we were I remember we were having discussions. Jules, we were like, that the, we were saying which characters are safe, which ones are gonna die. We kept saying there's no way they're gonna kill Laurel. I and- still remember when I saw the leaks and I told you, and I'm like, hey, like I saw who's getting killed off, and you're like, who? And you're like guessing, you're like Captain Lance. It's Diggle. I'm like, you'll never guess. He's like, no way. You're like, no way. They're actually going to kill Felicity. I'm like, no, it's fucking Laurel. I remember that conversation. It was just like, yeah. And it was like, till it actually happened, we didn't want to believe it was happening because it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Who made this decision? Yeah. Yeah, It it was just, I I don't want to get into it just because, like, well, (sighs) there people are caving. Like, it was the, it was basically just the showrunners caving to the very vocal like shippers yeah in in the community that were fans of the show because of the soap opera vibe and like i will i'll actually like i'll stand up on this soapbox cw shows they're soap operas disguised as as superhero shows it's like new character gets introduced they shuffle around the cast sometimes they sleep with around with the cast and then they leave Except for this one character that a, a majority of the fan base, for whatever reason, got attached to because she was awkward and nerdy and pretty. And But the thing is, the character was good. It's just they butchered her. And what's happening, and I'll tell you what the, the issue is with the CW. I don't think it's so much that it's a soap opera. And it's not even the fans. To an extent, it's the fans. But what I'm noticing is it's the Game of Thrones effect. Of what happened later in the episode, the seasons of Game of Thrones. It's the directors and the teams and the showrunners behind these shows get so attached to their community and their actors that they don't give a shit about the plot anymore. They don't remember that, hey, we're writing a story and they won't do anything that will hurt the status quo of the the, the community they've built and the characters that they they like personally, so the showrunners are like, we li- really like this actress, we really like this character, so we're just going to jump through hoops to to put them into this show and give them storylines. And that's exactly what you got in Season 7 of Flash, where the showrunners complaining, oh, we only got 18 episodes and three of them were supposed to be um, 
last season, so we were really condensed. Well, you also did three episodes of filler about Allegra Garcia and her sister, which didn't need to happen. And the only reason you did that is because the showrunner likes the actress and decided to make her a series regular despite her being an OC. And that's the problem is that they it's like with Game of Thrones when they started to give the actors storylines of new characters that they should have introduced it's these showrunners and the team and even like the fans to an extent get too attached to these characters and these actors as personalities that they won't use them to do anything like interesting in the plot they're just like well we really like allegra's actress and that's fair i'm sure she's a very nice lady and i'm sure you would love to have her work there full-time but the thing is her character shouldn't be a full-time character like it, like you shouldn't be running a television show like a a workplace. You should be running it like a television show. The narrative should be coming first. And sometimes you get hired for a show, and you're only there for a little bit because that's the purpose your character serves. And the CW doesn't do that. It's almost too inclusive. Like I'm all yeah. for inclusivity, but not when you are when the plot is suffering because of it. Like and that's what's happening with CWs. The, you can't, the plot you can't is hinder suffering. Your product. You can't hinder like the just product. because they promoted Allegra Garcia to a series regular in season seven, and they wanted to give her a storyline so that the actress didn't feel like she was doing nothing. They took away three potential episodes around the main plot, like a plot that revolved around Barry Allen and his future kids and the death of Jay Garrick. Should have taken precedence over Allegra Garcia fights her sister. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, there needs to be a priority of which storylines are important and which ones need to be handled with care and which ones get more episodes. And when they said they were going to graphic novels last season, I was excited about that because I'm like, they could tell more condensed stories. And they did for the first one. The Bloodwork storyline was really good. They did a really good job. They did seven episodes. It was concise. It only focused on that main plot. It was really good. And then they just went back to typical fucking CW bullshit after with Mirror Master, where it dragged on for way too long, too much filler, and then, like, season seven, same thing. What they did to Mirror Master, too, like, geez, like... There's a lot of I, disrespect to the character. I, I felt, like, Mirror Master is one of my favorite Flash villains. All the... Not... I don't want to talk about, like... I don't want to crap on the, the female Mirror Master, but I'm saying Mirror Master in general, like, the other two versions of the character that were in the show were awful like that character is probably a top five flash villain in my opinion and they it it seems like they didn't do their homework and i felt like a lot of the a lot of the times in these shows on the cw they do what they want to do but they don't do what fans want and i feel like it took us to the like the third mirror master was the only one that suited up in any sort of semblance like any sort of costume that resembled the original Mirror Master costume. Like, why does it take that long? That was the first Mirror Master to use the mirror gun, but it wasn't a gun. It was like some arm cannon, like Samus arm cannon thing. That's yeah. cool. It was so lame. Like, it, oh it was God. really lame. It was very yeah. lame. Oh. Like, yeah, I, I didn't even bother finishing that season. Like, a lot of I didn't like even finish. That I, I finished season either. six of Flash, where. I think I finished the blood. Yeah, after the bloodwork arc, I was already losing interest because I didn't care about all the dark matter infused stuff with the cicadas. I thought the twist of that season was just it was so dumb. It was just it was oh, we're gonna flip the script on the villain. You could you could see it coming that 
that the original Cicado wasn't the final villain in that because it was like this villain's dumb. Flash could just easily go in there and just like mop the floor if he just tried hard enough and if there wasn't enough freaking bullshit stuff. All the the entire Cisco story arc in the last two in the last two seasons before he left was just dumb. It's just I don't want I don't want to just I don't want to just sit like sit here just bashing these shows because I did have fun with them. Well, the thing with the Flash too, I'll tell you something with the Flash, and this is something that the air and that Arrow does did too, and that like a lot of the CW shows do, is they have a villain problem because they don't know how to handle their villains because they don't know how to structure them, and then they create inconsistencies and the power levels of the characters constantly vary. So, for example. Barry in his first three years fought Reverse Flash, then Zoom, who was faster and more threatening than Reverse Flash, and then Savitar, who was himself from the future, who was like super powerful. And then who's the next guy he fights? A really smart guy. Okay, Thinker can be intimidating, but the way that they did him was not. And then who does he fight after Thinker? Cicada, some guy with a dagger. Like, I'm sorry. You don't start with the heavy hitters and then go into shit like that. And I get that you're running out of villains, but there's things you can do. And that's what that an arrow did that too, right? Like he in his third year he fights Rachel Ghoul and kills him and then I'm supposed to be scared of Ricardo Diaz, uh, some crime lord, like I'm sorry. Come on, like and then what they do is to in order to make the character threatening, they have these scenes where the villain wins when they really shouldn't have. Yeah, like, it's just like, okay, you're a functioning team for the past, like, five years. Why did it just suddenly not work one day? Oh, because they told me that I, uh, blah, 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 some bullshit story. Oh, I was thinking about the freaking crossover event, and so, so-and-so so changed my daughter to a son because of butterfly effect and bullshit. I was thinking about that. That was one of Diggle's yeah, things, just, I'm pretty sure. Like, one yeah. of his reasons why he wasn't on his AIM games. Like, I was thinking about the daughter that I never had. Yeah, there's so there's things like that, and then there's things like have somebody like Cicada for a season long, and so you have situations where like the Flash takes him down and then turns the other way to talk to Cisco on his headset thing, his his radio, and then Cicada gets away, and that happens like four times, five times in the season, and then same he- thing the other way. Cicada wins the ma- the battle, which he shouldn't for some stupid reason, but then doesn't kill Barry. Just jumps away. I'm gonna woo. Like I'm sorry. Like it's just not realistic. It seems like At very least- mustache twirling villain. Like yeah, you have walked right into my trap. Yeah, yeah. And that's what what it's become. And that's the same thing with like now I. Gino, do you know what happened in the season finale of uh, Flash this season? I I have stopped caring about that show. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you just so that you can get an idea of how bad it's become, okay? And I didn't even watch this as I read it. So, I uh, it. full spoilers for those of you who care about Flash spoilers. So, what happens, essentially, is in the plot right now, Barry, for the last four episodes, because you remember... They had to do three episodes of Allegra Garcia and her sister, so they could only do the Godspeed conflict. Her cousin, right, right. Um, So they could only do four episodes of Godspeed. They found out that Godspeed had been sending clones back in time, and they don't know why, and then August Hart, they find him, and he, like, lost his memory, and then you find out that um, Godspeed is actually from the future, and I think, like, when he came back, 
he like split apart mm-hmm. something like that into a bunch of clones and half the clones want to find him to merge with him and the other half want to find him to kill him and free themselves or some shit so this godspeed war starts where all the godspeeds are fighting each other and then barry's kids come from the future you find out that godspeed is like bart's reverse flash because he killed his uncle jay garrick Just quickly Bart Allen in The Flash, not Barry's grandson, it's Barry's son. Do not like that. Which I I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me, but I think just the way they used him could have been better. But anyway, so like Godspeed killed Jay, so like Bart has a very like big attachment to him and they're like nemesis. So in order to stop Godspeed, Barry calls upon all of the speedsters, including the speed force who was a villain earlier in the season, who gives Iris her speedster powers back, and they all fight Wait, 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 what? The Speed Force became a villain. Yes, okay, so... It is an inanimate entity. Okay, the Speed Force... Okay, so now we gotta back up. Okay, now we gotta back up. Now we're just shitting on Flash Season 7. So Season 7 Flash, basically what happened was last season, the Speed Force died because of crisis because the specter's energy killed the speed force they tried to make an artificial speed force using nash wells because nash wells being connected to all the different wells of the multiverses had these multiversal particle that could power an artificial speed force so he committed suicide to do such and then they created an artificial speed force and that didn't work and they couldn't stop mirror master so then they just revived the old speed force but when they revived the old Speed Force, it turns out they made a bunch of other forces, the Still Force and the Psych Force and all this other bullshit. And then the Speed Force saw them as threats and saw Iris as a threat, so the Speed Force became evil and tried to kill Barry and Iris and the other forces. And then it turns out that, I can't remember why, but like, turns out that like the Speed Force was just like not thinking clearly, and then whatever then the speed force comes back in the finale because barry's like yo like i need all the speedsters so jay comes bart and nora are there and then the speed force comes and barry's like yo speed force give iris back her powers that she can be running fast with us and stop the god speeds too and then we definitely want to see iris as a speedster so then they're all flash families all speedsters then they all go fight the the fucking Godspeed clones, and they all have these weird fucking Power Ranger powers from using their lightning. So Bart throws like lightning shurikens, and Nora has a lightning lasso, and Jay has like a lightning shield. Um, and there's all this weird stuff that they're doing with the Speed Force. And then Barry, to stop Godspeed, decides to tell the Speed Force, yo, you should resurrect my nemesis, Reverse Flash, just so he can help us. So she resurrects Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash helps Barry fight Godspeed. When Godspeed's about to kill Barry, Reverse Flash, like, impales him. Is like, I will be the one to stop Flash. And then Flash gets upset at him. He's like, you could have killed him, blah, blah, blah. And then they fight, and when Reverse Flash tries to run at him, um, Barry it goes into uh, uh, flash time. It turns out he's so fast that reverse flash is in slow motion when he moves now. Therefore, taking Barry's greatest enemy and making him fucking nothing. And how they ended the conversation? It's like, how are you so? He's like, what? How did you do that to me? And Flash is like, well, I guess I'm faster. And then I got faster, re- and he's like, I'll get faster flash too. Yeah, and that that's that. And then it, he runs like off. 
Why didn't you stop him? Why didn't you stop the man who murdered your mother, who is right in front of you that you chose to resurrect and you know is a danger to all the timeline if you're so fast that he can move in slow motion when you're in flash time? Why didn't you capture him? To cap off our our discussion of how bad the Flash has gone, uh, it's because the Flash is getting another season, so they have to push that story down the road. But we forgot the most important part of the finale, though, Gino. Godspeed has Barry cornered, and he's about to, like, kill him, and then Reverse Flash comes in and, like, knocks him, and he's like, I'm here, Alan, just like you wanted, blah, blah, blah. And then Godspeed says, I'm the god of speed, blah, 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 and then summons lightning, and it becomes, like, a lightning lightsaber sword, and then Barry and Reverse Flash do the same thing, and they have, like, a lightsaber battle with lightning that they have in their hands that they summoned from the Speed Force. It was so lame. Yeah, I'm glad I stopped watching this show because, like, it sounds like that. That's like almost like Kingdom Hearts level of what? <laughs> it was really bad. No, Kingdom Hearts has internal logic. This had no internal logic. This is just directors like, mm, sounds cool. Like, don't get me wrong, that does sound cool to have like a lightning lightsaber, but I wouldn't expect the Flash to do that. Again, reading the interview from the showrunner after the fact made me realize how bad just every layer of these CW shows is because he was talking about that scene and he's like, yeah, well, Godspeed in one of the comics uses like a lightning sword, so I thought it would be cool. And then he's like, and then I pitched to the team, what if it's not one lightning sword? What if they all have lightning swords? And he's like, and you should have seen the writer's room. They were all speechless at how cool that would look. And I'm just like, if the your room of writers was speechless because you said all of the speedsters should have lightning swords you have some pretty shitty writers that's not creative that's the whole universe that's for the most part the whole cw verse i'm sorry we're swearing more than we typically do because we're very angry about cw yeah Yeah. honestly though it, it can't be worse than what happened at the end of crisis though where Okay, they have all these different paragons and stuff. Okay, how many of them still exist within this universe? Within this show universe, I think, they I think one. They established the Justice League, and then the did nothing with it. No, it's not that they did nothing with it. Supergirl's ca- is getting canceled at the end of this year. Black Lightning's done. Kate Kane has been written out of Batwoman, and the actress is different now. Uh, Martian Manhunter's gone by extension because of Supergirl. So like. Uh, uh, Green Arrow is gone, and Superman yeah, can't Flash and exist Superman. during that time because Superman's storyline's like 10, 15 years in the future but it's not. from the current but timeline. It's not. But it's it not. is. It's not. It's not. Trust. Like it's it doesn't so weird. make sense. The ep- the Diggle episode, which was not this past episode, but the one before, where Diggle appeared in Superman and Lois, completely threw everything on its head. He was referencing events that just happened, and like he, it, it, it's it's super. You know what that like, is? It messes that's, up the time. That's because David Ramsey directed those episodes and probably has. He didn't no direct. Clue he didn't direct. He didn't direct the episode that the episodes he were he was in. I don't think. I thought he did. Regardless, though, like I feel like there's a clear point in the CW verse where I don't think it's a coincidence that the first two seasons of Arrow. And the first two seasons of Flash are really, really good. Probably the best seasons in their respective shows. And I personally think Legends of Tomorrow season one's the best season. Yeah, of the season show. two. But this is the thing. Legion of Doom. I feel like after after those seasons have aired, there was like a breaking point, and like that's when the the universe in general, like the whole network, 
went to shit. Because that was followed up by an underwhelming season three of Arrow. Still not bad. And still... Actually, I'll push it back another year. Because season three of Arrow, season three of Flash, and season two of Legends are not awful. They're average, okay seasons. But the big fall-off was season four of Flash was the first bad season of Flash. Season four of Arrow is a fucking abomination of a season. I didn't even finish that season. I could not I could not handle Damien Dark. I I I I could Legends this it's just quickly I just cuz I feel like we're spending way too much time talking about the CW because there's other uh shows that we have like especially Arrow and Flash like there's other shows to talk about. But Chris lastly, the the amount of original characters that the these writers have created that are given significant roles in their shows like over over actual comic book characters or doing something with a comic book character is is disgusting like like legend of tomorrow is the biggest culprit because like the only comic book character left on that show is steel everyone else on that roster and and legend of tomorrow is an original character or a alternate version of a comic book character that's still technically an original character. I just find that as a like that's fine for a casual audience, but as someone who actually like pays D- like for DC books, wants to consume other DC content and other media, it's a complete turn off. I feel like the this the CW verse, the Arrowverse is the biggest culprit of that. But other DC shows on other networks, but the ones that are actually under the DC universe label of shows like Stargirl, Titans, and Doom Patrol, those shows are in general, they're more faithful to the source material. It just seemed yeah. better managed. To a degree, yeah. Stargirl season one is fantastic i'm so worried about season two now because season two is going to be on the cw the trailers don't look awful but i'm really worried about if there's going to be a massive dip in quality yeah they're gonna lose a big chunk of budget that's the thing superman and lois didn't superman and lois really set a new bar honestly for what one of these cw shows could look like true but you also have to consider that superman they're like biggest ip of course they're gonna pour that kind of money they're not gonna do that for star girl they might not but like the characters that star girls had in the show are characters that i never would have expected to be in uh one of these like live action shows like and i i can imagine the the budget that has to be put into these characters to make them fully realized has to be pretty substantial like eclipso and the shade are two really awesome justice league villains that I think they're going to definitely need to have above average CW level of CG to fully realize them. And then also the fact that like there's going to be a Green Lantern in that show. There's going to be Star. There's going to be staff. a Green Lantern in that show? Yeah. Alan Scott's daughter, Jade, is going to be in the show. And she's going to be using, in the trailer at least, she's using a, a green, like she's holding the lantern. And I'm pretty sure she's going to have the ring. So... She's going to be part of the new generation Justice Society of America. That's really cool. And we haven't even talked about Titans yet. Or Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. Swamp Thing's dead. Swamp Thing's hella dead. But that one season was really, really good. And, like, that's another reason, like, Krypton. It's complete bullshit that that show got canceled. It was just... It was something that... It had nothing to do with the quality of the show. It was just an external factor of tax break cuts or tax cut. That was really unfortunate because that show was really, really good. And mm-hmm. but but Titans though season uh, season three of Titans is going to be starting August twelfth or something. oh so yeah 
Yeah, so in August. Titans, to me, when I first saw it, there was there's so much potential in that show. And it has a whole it has a different set of problems than the CW. But the problems that Titans has, I think, are fixable. Whereas the Flash and Legends and Arrow, after a certain point, they were just too far gone. And I think it just has to do with the fact that, for the most part, for Titans, the casting has been really, really good. The costume design is next level. It's so good. The visual effects, for the most part, are really good because of the budget that's behind it. And then also... The character interactions are really good. The writing's good, except for the finales. Well, it's not just the finales. The main plot sometimes isn't that great. But the thing is, that's that's the big difference with, like, Flash and... Or, like, CW shows and Titans, is that you can see that there is actually quality writing there. Because, like, the episode-to-episodes are really good, and they're really self-contained. And the problem is that they're having a hard time tying the main plot together and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the cast is just way too big and they're trying to tie way too many storylines together and they're not balancing it well it sounds like this upcoming season is a little bit more focused we'll hope even like i think back to like the first season like even though the main plot was somewhat compelling and it didn't end up delivering even just thinking like the episodes right like just the like the doom patrol episode was awesome right like introducing mm-hmm. beast boy was just superb that episode the hawk and dove flashback episode like blew everybody's mind with how mature it was and like how it explored those topics like like really really well done yeah and as, as a more casual dc fan myself like i know i haven't really had too much to to say with this this whole thing so far it's just Watching Titan season one was such a breath of fresh air right until all of the stuff with Trigon happened. Like, I feel like they were building and building and building. I'm like, okay, we're going to see four eyes, giant demon. And then he ended up just being like an absolute, like you could just go and he fell over. I felt like they should have been building to Trigon as like the big bad, like final villain, not season one. Yeah. Yeah, Which I'm still like, there's again, like it's fixable because they can still do that. Like, Right, like the internal logic is he could still be there inside of um, Raven's like head crystal thing. Like they can definitely bring him back, and I think they should because I don't think he was explored enough that they. But it was so like, I think they ended the first season on such a big cliffhanger, and they just quietly like sweep him away at season two, episode one, and that's when I stopped watching that show, and I'm like, this is dumb. No, I can't. I can't watch it anymore. But I know how much Mateo likes it. And like I might eventually come around to it, but like yeah. usually when I've written off a TV show, like I, I can't go back yeah. to it. And that's and fair. And like I know I know season one is because they also changed what they wanted to do. Cause like they filmed a different finale, right? Um and that finale, like the set photos of that finale had like the Doom Patrol showed up and um they helped them and like Dick and Starfire actually got their like comic accurate costumes like dick actually got his nightwing costume in that episode and he didn't end up getting his nightwing costume after until the season two finale so like they made a major change there because they're like well we don't want him to be nightwing here we want him to, it to happen later right like and i i still think that part of it was they wanted to build to nightwing they probably felt like nightwing at the end of that storyline didn't make sense and i think the other reason is because of the direction doom patrol took because i think by that point, they were already developing Doom Patrol, and they had made the decision that it wasn't going to be set in the same universe. 
and it was going to be separate. And once they did that, they probably felt like, well, why should the Doom Patrol show up then in this episode? I, yeah, that's honestly, I like, I love Doom Patrol, but once again, like we, I've said before, and like many other podcasts that we've done, we're like, I just want DC to have a coherent universe where. I want to have the ability for characters to call on each other and they can come and help. Like, I don't like the idea of, okay, the, the DC multiverse exists. Okay, that's fine. I like how it can be used to, like, you can have the Batman 1989 world and then there's the, the no, like, all the different cinematic Batmans are on their own world. And then, like, all the same thing with Superman or whatever. And they're they're not connected but they exist in the same multiverse but then now we're like oh well i want to tell one story so this story because i want my creative freedom is going to be on this earth even though character like there's been overlap with these characters and i just feel like it's the the writers and the 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 head honchos not having enough faith in the casual audience to understand that hey like these characters can exist like they don't have to be separate it restricts us to enjoy having these big events like these crossover events like why do you think the cw verse puts supergirl on the main earth and black lightning on the main earth is because they open themselves up to doing crossovers in the future and it was successful for them here's my counter to that i truly believe the cw verse got bad when they started doing too much crossover stuff i actually part of me is happy that there isn't opportunities for crossover and things like titans because it keeps them more contained I don't want storylines to have to be tied with the fact that, like, this giant, like, there's all these crossovers. And I know, like, it'd be nice to have that shared DC universe. But that's what I feel like the the movies is for. The movies is for those opportunities. Well, the movies ain't doing it anymore. I know, so, the movie, like... I know they're not doing it anymore. But I'm saying, I think just as a format, movies are better with that. Shows should be more self-contained. I mm-hmm. really just don't think that it works to cross over all these shows because then you have to keep track of all the characters. Like I want to pick and choose what shows I want to watch. I want to, I want to choose not to watch doom patrol and know that I'm not missing out on anything in Titans as a result. I, I get, I get that, but like, they don't always. They don't have to connect every season or whatever. Like Doom Patrol and Titans, it makes sense for those shows to be connected because of Beast Boy, because Beast Boy is the link between those two teams, and they've already had like they were in episode three or four, whatever it was of Titans. You introduce them there. Like I just don't get the 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 sudden change, and I don't think it necessarily added anything to Doom Patrol to have those shows disconnected. Maybe tone. I don't know. They were they they were weird. Like Doom Patrol's tone is very similar to the episode you saw in Titans. It's it's super comedic and there's a little it's it's dark, but it's odd. Like Doom Patrol, one word. It's really odd and like trippy almost. Like there's honestly nothing like it. And I don't think it mattered. It would have mattered if Titans was connected to it or not. So it didn't. It's not definitely not a hindrance. At least like. I don't know who like it would have been really cool if like Beast Boy could appear in one episode of of Doom Patrol or something. I I don't think that would have been a bad thing. So it's just if anything we just miss out on it. Like it's, it's I, the it's, only it's reason more... I would want them to connect it is just so we get Cyborg and Titans. Yeah, I know, right? Jeez, that's one thing. Like, and I feel like they definitely were gonna do that because that's the only like that's probably I think why Cyborg was uh, probably originally put into doom patrol is because they were probably going to do something with him 
at one point and then the show developed into something else and they just didn't write cyborg out because cyborg does work really well in that show but i just think like if i was developing a doom patrol show i would never put cyborg in the show unless i did have the plan on crossing over at one point or whatever because like cyborg is the biggest omission omission on in titans honestly like yeah he's one of the main teen titans and he hasn't even interacted with nightwing yet or or starfire or whatever so i just want to say like because i feel like we're doing a lot of this kind of like negative talk which is fair it's a lot of negative in dc tv right now despite it being the king that's the thing is remember back when like dc tv was the good one and marvel tv was lacking and now yep. it's like reversing because of disney plus but mm-hmm. that being said i am very excited for titan season three and i know i'm completely biased in that because I'm a Red Hood fan. And, like, it's probably the same feeling you had in Season 1 and 2, where, like, really, as long as it's the same quality it's been so far, I'm fine, because, like, Titans is not bad. Titans is, like, a solid 7 show. Like, it's entertaining. The writing, even if the core plot isn't always done very well and doesn't have a lot of follow-through, like... The episodes to episodes are very interesting. The writing and character interactions are very, very strong. So either way, even if the plot ends up being a mess again, I don't really care because it's going to be those character interactions and seeing those costumes, um, seeing them explore, like, like, because they explore the DC universe in such a dark way. Like, I don't know, I saw in the trailer for season three, but, like, there's implications that, like, Batman's a pretty bad guy in this universe because there's, like, a flashback of him, like, sending dick into the woods to like hunt a wolf as a child as part of his training <laughs> and he brings back the know wolf that. head yeah it's like Ooh. in the trailer yeah i didn't i don't think i saw that but yeah, um i, I know like i didn't see that i feel like they're gonna use this season like i don't think they want to retcon the way that they've been they've approached things but they've definitely approached batman since the beginning like when we first saw the trailers, we thought the approach was going to be like, okay, Dick views, perceives Batman and Bruce in this way, but he wasn't actually that way. But they've shown us in the last two seasons that Bruce actually was kind of a shitty guy. Yeah. Um, Honestly, don't like that. But I feel like this will be a turning point. I feel like what they're going to do is that what they're going to do is using Jason and Jason's death and the Red Hood conflict. They're going to use this as like a redemption arc for Bruce to actually become like the typical Batman. And by the end of the season, when he teams up with Tim, Tim Drake, he's going to be like a more like typical, like what we know of Batman. Like he's not going to like almost. Yeah. He's going to be like reformed. And then who knows, maybe there'll be a Batman show starring Ian Glenn the girl who's playing Bat- Batgirl and the the guy who's playing Tim Drake. I hope not. Titans oh. Titans works honestly because like the roster of Titans encompasses almost every aspect of the DC universe. You have the tri- the, the entire trinity represented with, with the Batman family, Donna Troy and Superboy, right? But then you had Aquaman represented in Aqualad, you have Hawk and Dove, you have Starfires like the cosmic character. Raven is the magical character. They could the the Titans, the, the 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 appeal of Titans to me was literally because it was like Young Justice, but live action. So they they had so many different avenues and ways they could connect the entire universe in with that show. Especially now with it being put on uh, HBO Max, and it did get it renewed for season four already, right? Yeah. 
there's so much potential for that show with the higher budget and whatever. I can see Titans honestly going on for a really, really, really long time if this season and next season are pretty good. Yeah. I really hope they they expand the team even more and put in characters and do the similar approach that Young Justice did where like between like season one and season two of Young Justice, the team exploded. There's so many like and that's because of the time jump, but like the you see all the the other characters they added. Like they added static, they added Blue Beetle, they added there was like the new, the newer versions of Robin Wonder uh, and, and Wonder Girl. Unfortunately, and like all though, that. it's like, like I agree, like that would be great to see in live action. But the reality of that is the reason that that doesn't happen in live action is because, like the way Young Justice does things, is sometimes you only see a character once in a season, right? Like, or you only mm-hmm. like, like they really like play around like who's the focus, and they can't really do that in a live action show because the actors are obligated to appear so much. Whereas they can mm-hmm. do it differently in an animated show because they're voice actors; they can voice multiple characters. So even if such and such, the guy who's Nightwing's voice actor isn't like Dick isn't in that episode or isn't in a lot of episodes, they can get him to voice other roles so that he yeah, still has. They, they make different appearances. In different I didn't mean it like that. I meant it more in the fa- the, the fact that like not like oh, okay, so like if Blue Beetles in the show, that doesn't mean like you won't you only see Beast Boy once. Like I didn't mean it like that. I meant like you can. It makes sense where if you if they say next season, okay, they're adding Kid Flash, they're adding. Uh, speedy they're adding all these characters i'm like okay that makes sense because we've look at already what i've they've already added to the show before like all these characters are in it and it makes sense that those characters exist in this world now because like kid flash is obviously going to be in the show because the sidekicks of every other justice league superhero are in the show so like the the rules for for that exist there's a precedent set now constantine could be in the show just say because we know magic exists a certain way because of Raven or you have the entire like the Amazons exist, Zatana. the Atlanteans exist. Like yeah, Zatanna and Zatanna has connections with the Bat family as well. So like that would that would be awesome, honestly. Like there's yeah. just Titans Roy. Titans is like the Titans is like the, the team up show that should be it honestly should be way better than it is. It's still really good, but it should be way better than it is. I'm just super excited for for the next season because like we're getting a lot, there's, there's a lot of shit's gonna happen. I wonder how it's gonna play out. But so we covered, I think, all the major shows that we've all watched. I I kind of wanted to see like how you guys would like compare it to like the Marvel stuff that we've been getting with Disney Plus, like recently with Loki, Cap, uh, Cap and Winter They're Soldier. not even comparable, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. it's hard They're to compare not. them. Because unfortunately, the context of the Marvel shows is that they're tied to a massive, already established universe that has, while there's, yeah, there's some storytelling in the MCU that has been great, like, on the whole, the storytelling is really well done, and the universe is very concise, and there's one person who's in charge of the whole thing, making sure that everything's consistent, whereas, like, you're never going to get that with DCTV, as it is now, so it's hard to compare, plus the budgets, right, like, yeah. Movie budgets are so different. Like the things you could do in Loki and the things you could do in Falcon Winter Soldier, you're never going to be able to do that on a TV show budget. Um, which, like, I almost wish that, like, I like this format. Like, 
part of me wishes that what they did is like you know when they announced like a Nightwing movie and like a Batgirl movie and all this stuff. Part yeah. of me was always like they shouldn't do movie like what they should have done with the DCEU is build it and have all these sidekick characters be television shows like have like Titans if had the DCEU picked up and done well Titans could have been set in the DCEU right and like focus on all the sidekick characters of the like actual mm-hmm. Justice League in the DCEU and that could have been really cool and then like if they actually did make appearances in the movies that would have been even cooler because that's what's happening with like Captain Marvel for example right like Kamala's yeah. being introduced in her own show her own but show. then she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2 and same with like Moon Knight right like and the vibe of Titans definitely fits like it fit with the old DCEU tone and yeah. like the only character that really appeared in both was Batman. So like Batman didn't even need to be in, in Titans season season two, honestly. Like he could have done that without him. And like season one of Titans, in my mind, could exist in the world of like Batman versus Superman or, or uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It 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 would Except work perfectly. Except for the fact that I feel like Batman's a bit too old for dick to be that age like oh no i guess not because ian glenn's even older yeah in my head canon bruce and dick are like nine years apart he's not that much older than yeah that's dick, how i view dude. it too yeah ian glenn's like they're more like brothers <laughs> yeah two brothers just quickly i would like to just say a few things about a couple other shows that i want to say are definitively garbage that no one should watch before I quickly praise a few other shows, but um, Gotham is terrible. No. Hey, do not watch no. Gotham. Take that back. You no. can't say that Joe is a partial owner of the hub world and he reserves no. all rights for Gotham not to be slandered. Joe can crap on Gen 5 as much as he wants and has the freedom to do so. I have the right to crap on Gotham as the hub world's biggest I was, I was holding my I was holding my tongue for this out of respect for Joe. Because but, what I will say, what Gotham did to a lot of storied and historic Batman villains is nothing short hey, of atrocious. Are you telling yep. me? Are you telling me? I know where this is going, Jules. Okay? Don't. Are you telling me that you're not okay? I am not okay with Bruce Fish Mooney. Was I'm not talking about Fish Mooney? I'm talking about how Bruce was cloned into Deuce Wayne and Deuce Wayne murdered Alfred and then put him into the Lazarus pit. And then Rachel Ghoul entered a relationship with Barbara Keene and Barbara Keene betrayed him and stabbed him through the heart, murdering him. That alone, Juliana, you did a fantastic job conveying to our dear listeners of why they shouldn't watch Gotham. I would have so, never known watching the dark Knight and seeing uh, Jim Gordon's wife that in her past, she not only became a psychopath, but also was entered into a relationship with Rachel Ghoul and, uh, and murdered him. Seems like quite the backstory for Jim Gordon's wife. She was that universe's like unofficial Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn ripoff, yeah. which was just didn't work at any, any way, shape yeah. or form. But Bruno Heller, which was the showrunner for Gotham, his uh, Gotham was his awful show. But then you have his really good show, which is Pennyworth. And I think Pennyworth at one point, I actually don't know whether it is is connected to Gotham or not. I want to say it's not. But 
Pennyworth is That's really, really, a, really good. It's like it's a, it's like it's a an Elseworlds type story, and it's like the origins of Alfred and like Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne are in it. It's actually really, really good. Highly recommend. I haven't seen the most recent season, but it's like a it's kind of like James Bondy in a way, and you see Alfred go through, and it's honestly like there's some phenomenal acting in that show, and like it deals with like the uprising of kind it's it's very political i actually don't want to get into it too much like political in a good way not like some other shows on a specific network but uh, the way that alfred matures and grows up in that show is actually a fantastic character arc and i there's a certain scene that is just heartbreaking that happens in season 1 that like it really solidified that show as one of my favorite recent DC live action shows. And uh, that alone, I think is worth watching, but there's another scene that later on is like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about that. In season two, to but, think yeah. Alfred goes through all this only to be mur- murdered by Deuce Wayne and thrown into the Lazarus pit. Deuce Wayne, <laughs> such a dumb name. I don't think that was official. I think that was just what people called him. Yeah. The, the fan, the, the, the fans are, or the, the people that, Watch Gotham, ironically, call him Deuce Wayne. A show that Gino and I actually watched together, uh, Black Lightning. Yes. Gino, do you have anything to say about Black Lightning? Very good show. No filler bullshit. Characters were compelling, told a great story. I I really like the story that they told in that one. Um, just like basically the just the shenanigans in Freeland uh, that that go on. Yeah, there was a few like really like cringy, kind of like overly perfect family moments. We haven't seen the final season of Black Lightning yet. It's yeah. out. We haven't seen it yet. I really like the way they handle metahumans in that show. How basically metahumans in Black Lightning's universe, because like in the CW versus the particle accelerator that creates the metahumans, the particle accelerator explosion and flash. But in Black Lightning, in Friedland, the city that the show takes place in, it was basically the government like circulating this drug that then gave a certain group of kids powers and black lightning was one of the kids that got these powers and then the whole relationship that gamby has with which is like basically the alfred to black lightning uh he's a fantastic character i love gamby and then like honestly gino i know you didn't you the the, the family moments actually worked for me in black lightning i, I felt like that was probably one of the strongest parts of the show. And also Tobias Whale might be one of the best villains in the whole Arrowverse, just period. Because, like, the good thing with Tobias Whale is that, like, yes, they, they beat, spoiler alert, they beat him in season one, but he never goes away. He comes back, and every season he's he's always in the middle of the the conflict. He's manipulating the strings at at all times and he's always relevant to the story if they would have done that if flash would have done that with thon i feel like it would have been really 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 that's definitely what was missing it would have been way more compelling even arrow with merlin right like they tried to do it and then they just fell off merlin merlin was just very very adamant to tell everyone that thea is his daughter a lot. And like, that he was it, racial goal. Yeah, if he would have do- said that a few less times, I think uh, <laughs> Thea, you he could have my daughter, definitely been a I am yeah. Every day, Thea has to hear 
you are my daughter. Like, and I love you. Like, okay. <laughs> the but... only thing you heard more in the Arrowverse was when the Hawk Girl says, it feels like just yesterday that I was just a regular old barista working in Central City. No, and then the other the other one is in the Flash where Iris says, "No, Barry, we are the Flash." Oh, oh my gosh. god, I cringe every single time I hear Iris say, "We are the Flash." Like, no, he's the one with the powers. You're, you're Iris. <laughs> you shouldn't Iris. be a speedster. Or like, I don't mind they... being a speedster, but no, like, I, I can't. The way they that. did it was really bad. No, no, no. Honestly, I think giving Iris superpowers kind of defeats like she's a, she's a well, badass. It's temporary. Though. But it's temporary. It's like they do it for like one episode, which is fine. That's why I'm saying like I'm okay with it just because it's like it's episodic and they have to do some new things sometimes. So fine. But like So I just realized um we didn't talk about Supergirl at all. And Yeah, let's keep it that way. Yeah, no, we okay, need well, it. I just want to talk about arguably my most hype moment from the Arrowverse, which is the reveal of Martian Manhunter and Supergirl. Blew my mind when I saw that. But then, and like season one of Supergirl is solid, but the the change in production from LA to Vancouver, you could definitely yeah, that, and that was sure. that was a network change, right? From I think it was like on NBC to CW, the drop in quality just in terms of budget, and then also a bunch of actors not wanting to move to to Vancouver really affected the the show. And then the biggest drop off in Supergirl was when characters like Win. Like just and just like they they left the show for whatever reason, and then also the fact that Jimmy Olsen is the way he is in that show, really just like uh, can't do it. Jimmy Olsen being Guardian, this like badass guy, like no, Jimmy Olsen's supposed to be a timid cat reporter that is Superman's best friend, and he's like it just I I, I couldn't deal with yeah no not a wimp, but like he's supposed to be the character that. The in the comics, at least, is that the reader was supposed to relate to. He's just a normal guy, normal average Joe. In Supergirl, he's fantastic at everything he does. Basically, everything the character is not. And like then he was put in the super. Like they tried to ship them for a little bit, and like Supergirl and and Jimmy Olsen, and it just didn't work. It just it was kind of cringy all, all, in a way. And I feel like I'm saying cringy a lot, but like honestly, like that's basically what modern Arrowverse has become. But uh, I like that one yeah. trope where they're constantly saying, like, for instance, in Flash, they're constantly saying Chester P. Runk's full name. Why can't yeah. they just call him Chester or Chuck or just just just? I leave think it they as do just, call like, him Chester. I don't think they call him Chester. He, they say Chester P. Runk a lot. Like, yeah, they they use the full name. Yeah, they use the full name very often. It's a meme. I stopped watching Supergirl after season th- two, I think, or season three. Was this before or after they brought in like Brainiac Five and all that? No, that was that was season two, I think. The Legion Superheroes, which I think they also butchered as well, because uh, it was. I'm a big Legion fan and uh, was not impressed. But um, the Rain season was the last one I watched. I think was season three, but I yeah. feel like we, we yeah, uh, we've extended this topic yeah. quite a, quite far. It was more you, negative. You guys than definitely I did a lot of topic. Uh, a little, a you lot know of what? talking. It, that just kind of CW, you know, it's negative now, and that's what it's become. But then, but then again, if you think about it, Jules, remember, like we were talking actually, like when we were deciding, hey, this would be a great, uh, uh, this would be a great topic. You you were talking about how 
the time away from Flash because of the pandemic. You you couldn't you couldn't finish watching it, and you came back. You watched the first fifteen minutes of the new season. You like for that. For I just that, don't whatever, miss how it. Many, yeah, you like, it, you don't watch don't it. Like it. I I I didn't watch anything after the blood the the blood work arc in Flash. I didn't watch anything after season four of arrow i didn't even watch the finale of arrow season four it was like i was just that dissatisfied didn't even bother with um legends of tomorrow after the first season and you know what my life is not any worse off i frankly didn't care about those shows and i did not care to go back like i'll sit down and watch an episode with mateo and just criticize the shit out of what i'm seeing i'm like this is dumb why is that criticize it together we do it too I'm invested. I can't. I can't not watch the Flash anymore. Like I, I I'm in it. That's with what I mean. Long haul. It's hard because, like, there. I remember when Arrow season two was on, and that was around the time of like season three of Game of Thrones. I remember being like, Arrow is arguably as good or better than Game of Thrones right now. Like, I remember having that high of an opinion of Arrow at that time. Because I was like, and the Flash, crap. Honestly, and the Flash season Flash one. Season one. Like, I remember being like, holy shit. And that's why it's like hard to let go. I think the, the reason I let go of Flash easier than I let go of Arrow is because Flash, I watched it not because I was invested in it, but because it was good. And I stuck with it because I stuck with Arrow till the end. And so I felt like I needed to watch Flash to keep up with all the crossover stuff. But once Arrow ended, like that was kind of the beginning of the end for me, and then the pandemic happened, and like I just like I remember last season, like I watched Arrow first day every day. Flash, I remember like I binged the first half of season six right before the crossover because I just didn't watch it weekly because I was like, eh, I don't really care, and that's just where. Anyway, like I feel like we're talking a lot, so I feel like yeah. we should wrap it. Well, last thing I would like to say is that. Arrow had that blip in like increased quality with season five. The Flash hasn't had that, and I don't think it's going to have that at this point. It won't. I feel they're just preparing. I think they're sowing the seeds now for the Flash to end it. So I think so too. Although the showrunner said they can keep going for another three or four seasons, but I did hear the filler. I did yep. hear though. I have heard rumblings that Grant Gustin wants out. I think part of that's the quality and part of it's because he just had his kid. Um, so I could see them ending with season eight, maybe going to season nine, but like... The show can focus on Iris if Ash leaves, because she's also the Flash, right? So yep, they, are, they are the Flash. They'll kill off Barry. There'll be one episode where they don't know what to do because Barry's dead. And then the Speed Force will talk to Iris. And she'll be like, I don't know what to do. Because we were the Flash, and the Nora says, or sorry, Big Nora, as they call her in uh, the finale. Big Nora says to Iris, no, Iris, you are the Flash. And then it goes, da-da. I think I know what I'm going to name this episode. I'm going to call it the good, but mostly bad of DC television. But okay. uh, anyways, we're going to end the discussion here. Um, so if uh, you guys liked what uh, you heard, if you agree with us about our opinions of DC television, please uh, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe. Um, if you're a Geno fan, though, uh, please ignore what I numbered. just said, because yep, yep. 
can't wait for the final fighter to get announced. Um, but anyways, thanks thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we're also on Spotify. Uh, download us uh, our links on Spotify. Uh, I fidgeted with the the back end stuff on the channel to have the actual link to the Spotify on our our channel page. So click that if you want to listen to us on the go. And, uh, anyways, Gino Jules, thanks for hopping on. This was quite the the fun episode. I like bashing on the CW. We can all agree. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.